This is the FOF Podcast, where we help match you with resources for your sexual trauma healing journey to increase your confidence and handle life the freak out free way. We are Claire Horner and Dr. Sadal Jones, two sexual trauma specialists and resource matchmakers committed to your healing and ours. This podcast matches you with resources for sexual trauma healing to increase your confidence and handle life the freak out free way. So who are we? We are sexual trauma specialists and fellow warriors. To heal our own trauma while helping others do the same, we've dedicated our professional and personal lives to healing. But that doesn't make us more of an expert on your healing journey than you. There is nothing not hard about healing. And we want peace and safety back in our lives. Let's do that together the freak out free way on the FOF podcast. Welcome to season two of the FOF podcast. Today, we are looking at media's role in sexual trauma healing. This episode is titled Unscripted Truths, Exploring Media's Impact on Sexual Trauma Healing. Enjoy. Welcome back to the FOF podcast in season two. And this is our third topic for the season. We are going to be also talking about media and entertainment and how that is connected to our sexual trauma healing. So what do we mean by that? What media entertainment? That could be shows, that could be movies, documentaries, even music, or the social media channels that you interact with. You know, we have, there are storylines and characters and life events of people, true and, you know, representations of true life experiences all those things happen in so many different forms in media that we interact with. That's what we're going to be talking about uh, as one of the topics this season. And that'll come through in the interviews and um, topic episodes that we get into. Okay. So when we think about media and entertainment as part of our healing, what does that look like? So there's two things here, right? How do we use it? How do we use media and entertainment? And what is the impact of media on trauma recovery? I think there's many more layers we could talk about, but let's let's talk about those first. Mm -hmm. So when we think about the impact of the media on trauma recovery, on S trauma recovery in particular, we have the ideas that come across. We have the opinions that we hear in all forms of media. We see characters depicted in certain ways, and that has an impact on how we potentially has an impact on how we think about ourselves. Where does that take you? When I think about media and entertainment, I think about influence and impact, as you just stated, the kind of like what is sexual trauma and what's viewed as sexual trauma. So if we think about movies and what we see in movies and what we hear in music or see on TV shows and how that impacts our either awareness of or desensitization to. Mm. While, as you just stated, media can be used to help and to heal, right? But it also can be used to use in a way that is more triggering, maybe not even intentionally, but possibly in a way that's triggering 
or in a way that hinders us from acknowledging when a sexual trauma has occurred or when an act of violence against someone has occurred. We become desensitized to it. We don't even think about it. Or we don't want to be triggered, so then we ignore it. And we don't we don't turn towards it. We turn the other way. When we talk about different layers, that's definitely a layer that I see. So here it's important in terms of what we choose to engage with. Sometimes we can passively just see things and maybe, you know, our roommates or friends or family members are watching certain things and we're just there and we're exposed to those things. And there's not a whole lot of maybe choice that we think we have or we even think to assert in that moment. But those things are still impacting us. What we see, the beliefs around who is a victim of a crime, the choices that people are making in those storylines, in that movie, in that documentary, those things have an impact on how we think about ourselves. So that is, that's a way that media entertainment, just as a generality, can affect our recovery and our healing. And so making deliberate, intentional choices about what we're watching is a way that we can shift that. Mm-hmm. So one, one aspect of, you know, how, how can we use it is to think about, you know, you, you do have choice here. You have choice in what you're watching, what you walk away from. If you're in your household trying to make a decision about what to watch and a scene comes up and, you know, it's potentially triggering or the storyline is potentially triggering, you have to assess for yourself in that moment, what's going on with me today. And is that something that I want to engage with? Mm -hmm. Or at any given moment, you can change that. You can watch something else. You can say, this isn't for me today. I don't like this. You don't even have to go into why. So, you know, you can, you can go about it that way. You have to be attentive to how that piece of media is affecting you Mm -hmm. and give yourself permission to, this is where, again, where we find our no, where we find our yes and our no. And so choosing what you're, what you're engaging with, even if you are with other people. The thing about looking at how media, because media is all around us, right? So media is not just TV or movies. It is, it can be social media. It can be an Instagram, a Facebook. It can be a YouTube or something of that nature. And so thinking about it in the terms of media being all around us and entertainment being an aspect of that media, I think it's important to know or important at least to recognize that the trigger can be something that allows us to see ourselves in a way that we did not before. So if you're someone who is experienced, who's had an experience that you're maybe not even sure of, you may be looking at something and go, oh, wait a minute, that's very similar to my experience or that emotion is very similar to my initial emotion, even if it was diminished in some way, right? Mm -hmm. But that was how I felt. That was the emotion that came up. So I think that's one way to look at it. I also think that using media entertainment as a resource can be helpful. There's a space of knowing when you feel isolated or you feel like you're the only one that has gone through a certain experience. There's something um, that in, in group therapy we call universality, right? That space of, I am not the only one, right? My feelings are normal. It may be common that someone who has had my experience has these feelings. And I see that through someone else having that same experience. So even a space that can be very isolating 
where someone can feel like they're really alone if you're able to tap into someone else, even someone you don't know that has had a similar experience. I think that's really important. I watch that every day in the comments on social Mm -hmm. media. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. That experience and that immediate ability to say, I just came to the comments to say the same thing. Yes. That experience, that idea. And whether it's a post or a channel that's speaking to, it may not even be related. The person's channel may not even be related to trauma on any level. But how many videos on, you know, makeup or true crime or (laughs) whatever do I find in the comments people identifying, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. Mm -hmm. How many times do I, do I see that statement said? Yeah. So many times. And I'll even make it personal. It makes me feel better when I know that my thoughts and my feelings are not just mine. Like I'm not the only one who's had that thought. There's something to be said about the camaraderie of like, oh, okay, it's just not, it's not just me. (laughs) It's like, okay, okay, cool. Even if it's like, whether you use the word normal or not, it's like, oh, it's not just me, whatever that just is. And that can go from anywhere from, from weight loss to traumatic experience, to makeup experiences, to trying on clothes, to again, what I listen to, the music, my thought process about a a new album that's come out or a new TV show, right? If someone else has had the same reaction to that, then it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm good. So there's something to be said about the good part of social media, not just social media, but media and entertainment on sexual trauma healing and recovery. And there's something to be said that there is possibly a not so good part, right? Where, like I said earlier, it can desensitize us. It can negatively impact our view of ourselves and our experiences, I think about how trauma and sexual trauma is covered in the media. And we talked about it in the last episode when we talked about race and culture, but thinking about how who is believed, who isn't believed, that's a negative way that media can impact healing or re-traumatizing victims and survivors. I think that's important too to look at. But I think in all of those spaces, when we talk about how external factors impact our internal responses which is what we're talking about. When we talk about that, it's important to know what we say all the time is that we're our own best resource. And so empowering our listeners to, you get to choose what works and what doesn't work. And um, you know what feels best for you in the moment and what doesn't. And there's no right or wrong to that. Um, And I think that's the whole purpose of the FOF way is to acknowledge that, yep, there's some good pieces, but there's some not so good pieces. And I think that goes into what we talk about when it talks, when we hear a lot of like, do you recommend, right? Can you recommend a book? Can you recommend uh, a movie or do you recommend this, this thing? I know when clients give that, that desire to have something to assist them, I'm really particular about what I recommend and what I don't. And there's always this caveat of like, okay, now I can recommend this, but right. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you have that same kind of thing, Claire, where, you know, you're like, mm, I don't want to recommend a bunch of stuff because I may exactly. have a different impact. It may have a different impact on me or I may have a different perspective than you. And my experience with, with that particular video, that particular movie, that particular mm-hmm. show, that particular character, you know, my experience of that is very personal and particular and how I even look at this, how I experience the same content is going to be different than you. I know when, you know, when we were 
thinking through social media posts related to media and entertainment, we thought about that several times about making some recommendations or speaking to that. But every time I had this internal like, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I don't I don't want to make a recommendation because, you know, to to a general audience. Um, yes. you know, to, to you as, as the listener, it's hard, unless we're doing like a review, like we're going to do this season mm-hmm. and have a longer conversation and, and have some caveats and have some asterisks that say, Hey, warning, you know, mm-hmm. even, even trigger warning here, it's tricky to make recommendations. And so even when you're talking to each other, you know, when you're talking to people in your life about, you know, making recommendations about things, you know, always have that mental understanding that what your experience is like and what your triggers are like and what your experience with life, how that impacts how you're experiencing a certain piece of content is very important. And it's going to be different for everyone. Um, Like you said, just because one person has one reaction, the other person may not. And so that's something to put out there when you guys are sending us messages and asking for recommendations. These are the things that we go through in our head. (laughs) That's what we think about. Like, huh, I don't know if that's a good one. Is that a good one? And I I actually like to have the conversation about things that happen in the media that impact, that suggest in some context, a healing journey Mm -hmm. or how that impacts a healing journey. And like you said, we'll have some of those conversations this season. Um, But those are kind of my favorite conversations. Like, did you see? Did you? Mm -hmm. What's going on there? And that goes back to, so I like those types of conversations. So hopefully mm-hmm. um, our listeners will like those, those conversations too, because we tend to tend to enjoy those. Absolutely. So there is an aspect that I wanted to get to in terms of this topic, and it has to do with using, using it for our healing or recognizing when we are going down a negative spiral and uh, noticing why we seek out certain content. And so I was, I don't know, I don't know where this came from, but it's a, it's a, it's a topic that's talked about regularly, I think in our circles anyway, where, what are we, what are we drawn to? So the idea is that, you know, with, with trauma, our nervous systems were kind of hijacked is what I call it. You know, our nervous mm-hmm. systems were impacted strongly. And because that's the definition of trauma mm-hmm. is, is our nervous system uh, being activated in a way that, you know, says this is not safe and it shuts down certain systems in our body so that we can go into survival mode and get through mm-hmm. that particular event. And so Sometimes we can try to create, recreate that same experience, that same state, that same, we call it, we might call it homeostasis. What is familiar? Homeostasis is, is balance, is feeling balanced and and familiar. It's not necessarily good, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it is what what is familiar to me so if you if familiar for you is having your nervous system on alert then you are much more likely to seek out content that keeps you on alert mm-hmm. so for mm-hmm. instance some some people who've been through a great deal of trauma will 
actively watch true crime or horror movies or suspense because it helps to create that same internal state of alertness. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it feels good or familiar to mm-hmm. be in that in that state. And that could be useful or that could be of detriment. So one thing is, I just wanted to point that out, that that's a typical regular thing that happens. Maybe you have that moment right now where you're, where you're, like, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. I thought that, that was just me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that that may be part of why I do that. It's it's kind of like uh, when I'm when I'm not feeling good. Uh, if my partner comes home and I'm watching HGTV, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it doesn't always mean this, but if you can go from watching a renovation from beginning to end, and in 30 minutes you go from a disaster to a beautiful space, mm-hmm. that helps my brain. <laughs> I was gonna say that just feels really good. That feels really good. Yeah, that goes to that space of, uh, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, and I don't know if you've seen this, Claire, but um, they have a post that says, individuals who have anxiety, high anxiety, tend to watch the same shows over and over again, Mm -hmm. because they know the ending, they know what the outcome is. Mm. And so that's me. I'm the person that watches the same show over and over again. I will watch seasons and seasons and seasons of things because I know the outcome is going to be, and it feels good. Um, And I don't have to be anxious about what is possibly coming, right? Mm -hmm. When I watch new shows, I'm always like trying to figure oh, it yes. out. So I'm not anxious about what's happening. It drives my husband crazy. But I'm always like, wait a minute. So wait. Oh, you know what? It's the, the, he's like, stop it. Just let it. I'm like, no, no, no. I can't let it play out. I need to figure it out. <laughs> so it's that same space of like finding out, oh, is that what that's from? Is that just a heightened anxiety in that moment? Or is that just because of a trigger or those kinds of things? So you know how you can use media and entertainment, or you know how your natural reaction is using, right? So if I go to a movie that I've seen 5,000 times so that I can repeat all the words, and I'm probably have a little bit higher anxiety in that moment, right? And I can kind of fold into that. So knowing those things, but that requires us to, to acknowledge that there's a trigger, there's a possibility of a trigger there and be willing to kind of fold, you know, fold into that. Mm-hmm. Are you a person that, you know, goes headfirst into a trigger because you, you, you know that it's coming and you sort of want is a strong word, but you want to have the control. You want to have the awareness. You want to have the, the knowledge that that is coming rather than the opposite of being blindsided. And so sometimes that's why we put ourselves through that. Or are you a person that avoids it at all costs? <laughs> and how does that show up in our decisions around media and entertainment and what we engage in? So that's, that's actually, you know, when we get into the idea of the freak out free way and you being your own best resource that I am my own best resource. And so are you that your awareness of how you utilize media entertainment is how you can best decide what's useful to you in your healing. Mm -hmm. And so that, and that's the FOF way period. Yeah, that's it. Something else too, I think about um, our season for, 
our topics for the season are very much so connected, right? So we've talked about, we plan to, and we've kind of done a little synopsis of a couple of different areas, right? So we're looking at media, we're looking at culture, and then we're also looking at the male perspective, the male perspective of sexual trauma. And honestly, if, if we think about it, all of those are kind of intersect together, right? We've we can, there is a connection between all of those men and media, race and media, culture and media. You know, there's always a connection between those. And so while we've kind of come up and, and, and kind of couched this season in that way, it's important to know that all of these things are interrelated and that's okay. <laughs> that's yeah. the best way to say it. Like all of them it's are interrelated and that's okay. Yeah. And it's very intentional, but all of them are interrelated. And you're going to find, even in your healing journey, that you may have to think about multiple aspects of that healing. How has my culture impacted my healing? How has my community norms, you know, customs impacted my my healing? And also how has media or social media entertainment impacted my healing? And then how can I use those things to heal? Because right. all of that's possible. Right. So as we get into the season and have interviews with people and talk further about topics and do reviews of particular media. They're not going to be just one. The there's going to be an intersectionality of these topics and because that's how life is too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us for this uh, kind of overview of the topics for the season. And we look forward to giving you some more on each of these. We'll see you in the comments. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Follow or subscribe for notifications to upcoming Freak Out Free resources. Reviews are always welcome so we can keep doing what you enjoy and tweaking the rough edges. We would also love to hear from you. If you want your question answered live on a future podcast, Go to our webpage linked in the description and click leave a voicemail on the right side of the page or post a comment on Instagram under this week's episode at Reset Trauma Unstuck.